0: Welcome to the Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. You know, it's one of those, I always talk about the weather because I want people to ground wherever you are in the world. It could be morning, it could be night, it could be afternoon, it could be winter, actually. We're having a gorgeous summer here in Seattle. In fact, Alyssa and I were talking about how dry our contact lenses are because we don't have a lot of moisture in the air.
1: I would uh, change it up, maybe get some LASIK done.
0: I can't, yeah. I have stigmatism, so I can't get LASIK, yeah. But that's okay. I actually love my contacts. I have okay, good. really great contacts. I can actually read at my age without readers, which Always is a bonus. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it makes me look younger in the restaurant for a few moments until my friends take off their glasses.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had mine done like Eric, you know, the other oh, producer. Yep. Yeah, so you, you, know, you, you know
0: Eric. Yes, we're, of course. You're all your friends. We're all friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh,
1: I had mine done just after he did. And so we've been pretty good since. But I'm just saying from my perspective, but I couldn't do the contact thing. Oh,
0: you could? Yeah. For
1: like the first week, they're like, oh, we'll give you a trial pair. I just couldn't <laughs>
0: put it in stick your my eye. my finger in
1: there in my eye all the yeah. time. And then, like, all right, I got to take them out. So I feel your pain now.
0: Yeah, it's a little dry, you know, uh, because it's usually pouring down rain I know, right? So you just, like, open up your
1: eyes and look straight up.
0: Right, and get some eye drops. Yeah, exactly. Naturally. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm not the type. I do carry drops in my eyes, but it's just a hassle. I'm always on the go. Okay, there you go. I don't feel like dropping those things in my eyes and have it blurry for a few moments. Right, right, right. So anyway, even though I'm loving the summer... Uh, I, I won't be upset if it rains for a few hours in the next few days. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: we had that kind of freakish thunder shower. Yeah. Couple nights ago,
0: and I didn't see the thunder, but it poured at my house. It was in the in middle our of the night. It was, yeah. Oh. oh, I was
1: definitely up and about and running really? around. Yeah, the dog was running all over. <laughs> you scared. Do the kids guy. sleep through it? They, yeah, did. Lovely. I wish I was them. I really wish I was them.
0: <laughs> well, good parenting. You figured yeah. out how to get tuck those little lovely boys solid <laughs> and earplugs. No, and I'm ear just I, don't, I don't
1: put earplugs on.
0: No, of course you don't. of course course you don't. Too early for that. (laughs) Well, you know, who's going to need the earplugs eventually is not the boys, it will be you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's still, we never did that. Uh, The only (laughs) time we have used earplugs is when we went down to Seafair last week, or last year, I know it's in season again, Right. and we uh, got some VIP uh, passes, and... The air, air, you know, all the airplanes and all the, you know, loud equipment was very close. So we did have to kind of stuff stuff. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. But other
0: than that, they've been doing great. Yeah. I think you're going to need some when the drum sets arrive in the house, you know, and they start. Amping up the music, you're gonna be rich, reaching for those earplugs. They'll get that sure. from me. Dad's car is, <laughs> is
1: loud enough.
0: Yeah, we gotta start talking about this car. I'm getting curious. You know, I oh, no, love... that's the other one. Oh, that's the other the one. The project one. Oh, the project. This is one. my normal daily driver. Oh.
1: It's the grocery getter, it's the wagon. Oh, the
0: wagon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you gotta have one of those.
1: Well, it's weird because, you know, I thought about this the other day as growing up, my mom had this. I don't even remember what it was. It's probably an Oldsmobile, it seems familiar. Had the wood paneling, yes. But it was of the fake. It was the fake right, sticker on the side that looked like wood, <laughs> right? Right. But it's funny because I never would expect it. Yeah, I never would have a station wagon, and right. lo and behold, I have one. But they are the most efficient, <laughs> like s- economy saving on all all points around on like right. getting things done, putting stuff in it, and it's safe and it's very roomy and it's very safe. Yes, right? which is very important when all you're lugging drive, precious
0: children around. It's probably you, been the best car. You know, I had an Expedition yeah. way back when, mm-hmm. you know, when I was they were a soccer mom. Hot. Yeah, when they were <laughs> hot, too, yeah. right?
1: And soccer moms. And a
0: soccer mom, Like yes. yourself.
1: That's a, <laughs> that's a thank you, Benny. Oh, okay, that's a thank you, <laughs> There you go. Oh, you're all welcome. right,
0: yeah, I was a soccer mom. And <laughs> and the only bad thing about having that car is that then all the neighbors would make sure that their kids were at my house whenever— <sighs> You know, we needed to be dropping children off or picking them up because right. I had the most seats. Right. right. And so right. Uh, it was really I was very happy when I went down and got a Ford Escape, which didn't have that. Third so you toned seat it down a mat. little bit. Yes, quite a bit. So that um, <laughs> my soccer mom days could officially end and I could stop dropping everybody off at all the corners of the neighborhood. So now,
1: because there's less kids on the select teams is where you're at now, so then there would be fewer people going to those practices. Yeah. Yeah. I see how it works.
0: Yeah. Of course, now all those days are over with me. You know, I don't even have to take anyone to a select soccer game. Now it's
1: possible, like, wedding engagement. Oh,
0: my gosh. (gasps) Yes. Oh, that's possible.
1: In the near future. (laughs) I sense it.
0: Well, you're right. You're right. My oldest is going to be doing something, I think, this year. We'll we'll see what happens. It's in the season. It's in the season. Yes, we went to Alyssa's wedding. Yes, it was quite beautiful. Still
1: waiting for the pictures.
0: I know, and and they're coming. They're She's coming. probably
1: rifling through probably about a thousand. I know digital cameras can go <laughs> so far these days, and everyone's right. got them. And it's funny, I still went uh, back to a couple weddings I DJed last, and they still had uh, last year, and they still had the disposables on the tables, yeah. which is still kind of a cute idea.
0: I think it's a cute idea, but, but then you boy get-
1: going back through some of those pictures, they are amazing. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Well, today we're talking about intuitive healing Mm -hmm. and how to go really deep into the unconscious. Because your body is talking to you. It is saying something actually incredibly profound. And at the same time, that profound essence is really simple. But humans, when we are trapped in our mind trying to analyze, particularly through fear about what's going on with our body, even if our health needs aren't serious or life-threatening but are annoying or irritating or nerve-wracking, uh, we tend to not be able to hear that beautiful sound flow of of awareness that's there in the tissues or there in the fallopian tube mm-hmm. or in the aortic valve. Um, you know, all of these beautiful things that are going on in the body, we tend to ignore. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, getting deep into the unconscious, allowing that awareness to Come into your consciousness so that you can shift your perception. If you know what your body's telling you, if you can hear it, if you can become curious about it, and open to the message that it's bringing you, then subatomic particles can change in the area, and magic can occur. The answers actually come to you, whether they come from a doctor, or Chinese herbal medicine, or your kitchen counter. You know, because food is medicine.
1: So, in layman's terms, what I'll lem- <laughs> can I sum her up? Because I know you, sure. had a lo- you had a lot of terminology there. Uh-huh. Sure. So, I would expect. That your body is really loud on the outside and you're trying so to loud. disconnect from that and shush it,
0: <laughs> so to speak, right?
1: So you can listen internally. Is yeah. that right?
0: So you're trying to shush your mind, I knew I right? It. No, I, no, I loved what you said. Is that, that okay? I loved what you said right. because what people don't always know about what happens for me is everybody's body is really loud to me and it's always True. chatting me up. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be a, a a very big distraction. You know, Even when I'm shopping – if if the person who's helping me with my clothing, you know that I have too much of already. Now, now, yeah, and I'm. It's a walk-in more, closet.
1: How come there? It is a walk-in
0: up? closet, <gasps> but I may have to move into another closet if what? I'm not careful uh! here pretty soon. All
1: from your shoes, right? All for your no, shoes? No, no, no,
0: no. I'm not a shoe person. I'm, i definitely love clothes. That's my department. That's your department. Okay, great. So even when the person's helping me with sizes and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, their body is talking to me, and and so if only they would listen to their body, because it's really not appropriate for me at that moment to tell them that. I think they should go see their doctor or stop eating uh, a certain type of food or start taking fish oil because I'm not their doctor. (laughs) and They didn't ask my opinion. But their body is screaming at them at a very high volume. You're absolutely right, Benny. And, yes, if we can quiet the minor shush it, as you said, and go inward and be prepared to hear anything, to not have judgment, to be um, welcoming of Mm -hmm. the information and realize that there's no wrong source of information. It's all beautiful and It can perfect.
1: be kind of tough to do anyways because you have so much going on in your head. So you're mm-hmm. trying to weed out all the things to focus in on it, right? True. Okay.
0: True. So one of the things we're going to do besides answering phone calls, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things to do um, today on the air, is I'm going to talk about certain organs and what is the kind of the most common message of concern that certain organs are screaming out at us all day long so that if you happen to have a problem in that part of your body, um, that you'll have an area to start in and perhaps to get curious about and investigate for yourself.
1: Perfect. So if you'd like to join us here on the Marie Cherry Show, the phone lines are open and uh, you can call in at 877-825-8828. Again, it's 877-825-8828. And we'll travel over the pond, we'll say, and we'll take Paul calling in from Brussels. Paul, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Paul. Great. How are you? I'm
0: great. I'm great. 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 Um, it's,
2: very, it's very nice. Uh, very nice. Uh, very nice theme, actually, you're having today. Um, because I, I have two questions. Okay. And uh, the first one is how can you uh, differentiate when uh, you're feeling, uh, when your body is telling you something about yourself versus telling you something about somebody else?
0: Oh, so how can and, you tell the difference between what's yours and what someone else's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's your first question, correct? Yes. That's the first question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start there. So that, that's actually a very simple question from my perspective. So when we're in that empathic mode and we're listening to the messages of another person's body, we, we are in our heart chakra. And it's people who are empathic who can actually hear what other people's bodies are saying or what their mind is saying or have that insightful awareness into someone's pain or wounds or whatever's going on with them. So it's from the heart chakra. That's where we feel everyone in all of the cosmos. But when you want to listen to your own messages, you need to drop deeper. You need to get down into the second chakra, which is right below the belly button. You need to sit in the womb, if you will, um, the depths of your own emotions. uh, And then that's where you want to listen for you. So one of the things I do all day long, multiple times a day, is I drop into my abdomen and I ask myself, "What am I feeling?" Because I typically know what other people are feeling around me, or it's it's to me it's just a common part of my day, like eating and buying new clothes. <laughs> you know? I knew it. Yeah, so, there it right. Is, yeah. There it is. Um, you know, th- that's just a part of my normal day. But I think what's challenging for most of us and those who work with others um, to help them is um, being able to as you said, distinguish between what's your voice and and what's the other person's voice. And so yours is deeper. And there's going to be a a calm, neutral sense to the conscious awareness of the information that's in the pelvic cavity, Um, whereas Mm -hmm. you you may feel your heartstrings pulled more when you're in the chest feeling someone else's emotions. Okay. All
2: right. Thank you. (laughs) Because I I had this this, uh, encounter where I was completely fine and all of a sudden I started to feel this nagging pain in my uh, in my lower um, at least and it was in, in the um the Oh right. And uh-huh. in, so in, and it was like uh, because then we were talking of their, uh, my friend's family and uh, especially the woman in his life and for whatever reason, I had really snugging pain. And I was like, where is this coming from? Is
0: this mine? <laughs> yeah, that's very common for empathic people to feel the physical pain of another human being. And when it comes on spontaneous like that, and it's not a normal part of your chronic area, you know, if you have one, you know, that that's not your normal part. And you're near someone, um, yes, I would say 99% of the time it's someone else's. When I first started to do energy work, uh, I was. You know, working in the hospital, and I would lay hands on my patients, and I would immediately be filled with their physical discomfort. And it was very challenging, as I'm sure the sciatic nerve pain that you felt when you were near your friend, because uh, it's very overwhelming. It's kind of shocking. Your whole body kind of goes tense as if it's really your physical pain, but your body's trying to teach you to be able to read the energy of someone who's in pain after a while as your energy calibrates, as you. Learn to get out of the emotions of others, and so I have a rule: I only allow myself to feel the emotional pain of another person or physical for thirty seconds. And so that calibrates your energy. You have the awareness, but you don't stay in their discomfort. And after a few months of really practicing that, of of going back to your own your own feelings, uh, you you will know when someone's in pain, but you won't necessarily feel it. I rarely feel physical pain that others are experiencing, and it's been that way for over a decade now, which I appreciate because oh. it's kind of shocking when it happens, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, great, thanks, and that's, that's helpful to
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so keep working and, uh, on getting in your own feelings so that you can uh, be cl- clear their pain out of your body, the awareness that your intuition is is helping you to know.
2: Right, right okay wonderful thanks thanks for that and the second one is 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 a quick one is um uh, I've been giving a Reiki session to um to a friend of mine, and uh, since then um he's been having this um this pretty much nagging ne- uh, nagging pain in his neck
3: uh-huh.
2: and uh it's, it appears that the pain came something like uh eight hours after the reiki session and uh i felt there was this i felt a lot of energy around the the peak chakra right uh it was kind of like uh i don't know there was some explosion of energy going there so i now i'm asking myself is that something that i triggered is that because of me so uh because it's it's really pain right now right (laughs) and i also the second reiki session uh, which uh, it seems to be real if to do it, but I, I, I would like to, to get your insight
0: on that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened is you gave a session to someone, you were working on the fifth chakra that seemed to have a tremendous amount of blocked energy in it, and now he has physical pain post um, the energy session, which can happen. That's actually kind of typical sometimes when the energy is really stuck in the body and now it's moving forward. I would actually spend more time there. He may not want you to, (laughs) but I I would spend more time there. And while your while your hands are there, like maybe think about thirty minutes at this at that cervical vertebrae. Most likely, this person has not been speaking his real feelings for decades and decades and decades, and the energy was there stuck, but it hadn't manifested into discomfort in the muscles or in the vertebrae. And what was happening is you were using symbols, you were bringing it out. And so now he's starting to feel the physical discomfort. I would, at the same time that you're spending like 30 minutes at his neck, literally at the back of his neck, scan the rest of the body because there's probably another chakra that could be as helpful to move it out. I think it's his second chakra. So focus on the sacrum and the cervical vertebrae. And I think you need about 30 minutes and encourage him to do the fifth chakra exercise that's in the book. Um, that's in chapter six so that he can keep moving it out on his own after the session uh, so that he can really clear it out and not have any pain there at all.
2: Okay. Wonderful. Okay.
0: Thank you. And let, keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. Have a beautiful day in Brussels. It was lovely to talk to you. Absolutely.
2: Thank you, Marie. <laughs> Thanks
1: Paul for calling in. If you'd like to call into the Marie Manucherry show, you are welcome to do so. It's eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight And, uh, Delving deep into the uh, subconscious realm is our topic for the day as well, and uh, we'll be back with more. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.
4: Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671.
5: Manson Mitchell, welcome our summer replacement shows in July while we are on the road. Friday mornings at 10, lift your
6: spirits with Dina Marie. Discover new people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits all summer long.
5: And Saturdays at 10, the Susan Harmon Hour brings you conversations with guests that will get you thinking about life from a new perspective.
6: Enjoy our refreshing July summer replacement shows, and we'll be back August 2 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.
1: And she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com.
4: Jump into one of the Northwest's greatest unsolved mysteries at the Washington State History Museum. The Cooper exhibit offers an inside look at the unknown 1971 skyjacker and his effect on the history of aviation and travel. You become a detective in the ongoing investigation with interactive replicas, artifacts, and displays of forensic science. Visit Cooper from August 2013 through January 2014. Learn more at www.washingtonhistory.org.
5: Don't forget, this is Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
0: To the Marie-Manu Cherry Show. We're talking about diving into the deep unconscious, about listening to your beautiful body so you can help it heal and be well and really function at its highest level possible. The throat chakra, which governs, of course, the thyroid gland, mouth, teeth, and gums, and the cervical vertebrae is all about saying how you feel, not about what you think. And I think that's very challenging. That's why I drop into my own second chakra about on a good day, 50 times a day, and I ask myself a simple question, what am I feeling? And I would say 98% of the time, I'm shocked by what I find out that I'm feeling because my brain has told me something completely different. And then I've created emotions to support what my brain told me that I'm feeling (laughs) versus just really investigating what my true feelings are. Um, It's very powerful medicine And it's wonderful for the body. So why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines?
1: Sure. Uh, And if you'd like to join us here on the Marie Manucherry Show, it's 877-825-8828. That's the toll-free number. And Kathleen has joined us, and she's calling in from Seattle. Kathleen, welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Hi. What can I do for you?
6: Um, um, Marie, I uh, want to ask you if you um, have any uh, feedback or whatever um I believe I've heard you you've broken your wrist before. I have both. Um,
7: uh, <laughs> both uh of them.
6: well you you're, you're a, um I'm a pro. Yeah. Super pro <laughs> of something you never wanted. But um uh I um several years ago like 8 years ago I broken my right wrist mm-hmm. and um I uh did have a plate put into it. It never felt right. right. And uh so in this past November, um I had the plate removed uh along with they they did um also an injection which I had um that was the doctor's second choice. My uh I should have honored my first choice, but I I um collapsed into um or I was pressured into his second choice was to do an injection. Mm -hmm. And so I did have that injection. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, in a nutshell, it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. If I could just back out of it, if only I could get to the day before this surgery, Mm -hmm. um, I I would have never done it. Mm -hmm. And I did have a reaction um, to the cortisone. Mm -hmm. Um, But... um, uh, it, the, the area really hurts. Right. Uh, it's a disaster it's So there.
0: Okay. So, so when did you have the first surgery? When was the plate put in?
6: Um, November of 2005. Okay.
0: So really this has been a problem for, you know, 10 years, well, not quite 10 years, but, you know, eight years, this has been a, a problem for you and you tend to be highly focused on it and, a, a, you know, like it takes all of your attention. Would you say that's true?
6: most for the most yeah. part i mean it, yeah it's horrible
0: so first of all one of the things that we need to do whenever we have a health crisis or a problem going on in our lives is we need to learn to get neutral about it as long as you are in panic mode and and reactive in a negative way towards your health, regardless of what's going on, you're actually attracting more negativity to the problem. The risks are about allowing the universe to support you. The right wrist, in particular is about personal power. And somehow fracturing your wrist and having the surgical procedure and the most recent one has made you feel powerless. And that risk is trying to teach you to trust yourself and listen to yourself. And most importantly, to be- to believe that everything's fine. That's what your wrists are trying to teach you, that nothing's wrong everything's fine. Yet you keep running a different, uh, you know, tape and it's, it's on repeat mode. Everything's a disaster. It's horrible. It's getting worse. And as long as you keep thinking that and focusing that and allowing that to be a big part of your mind, then most likely things are going to turn out that way or there won't be a lot of light at the end of the tunnel, let's say. So the very first thing you're going to need to do is first I want you to start blessing the cortisone it's going to eventually fade out of your body. I mean, it's a drug. It's not going to last forever. It is hard on the body, typically, but your physician put it in there because of the pain that you were having. And it, many times it can stop the inflammational process and help the body to kind of recalibrate back to a non-inflammatory um, response. Many times that is why they use the injection because it can stop this process. It's kind of like a train wreck that's happening. So the first thing I want you to do is start to bless the medication that you had and I want you to start to bless all of your decisions because as soon as you can start to appreciate your energy, you're going to shift the subatomic particles in your wrists and your ligaments and your tendons and the bones so that they can have a different experience. If you keep feeling terrible, which I appreciate that that's, how you, that, that that's your fear, that you've made these horrible mistakes, then you're going to keep attracting more mistakes that you, or things that you're not happy with. So that's the very first thing you're going to have to do, so that magic can move in, new subatomic particles can move into that area and start to shift the anatomy there. Do you understand what I'm saying?
6: Um, I'm I'm going to try it to bless the cortisone, <laughs> yes! bless my decisions, yes! and uh, um, uh, I um, now I forgot what else you said. <laughs> um, if I don't understand it, I just. I want to give it a try regardless of understanding It's a new way of
0: being because you've tried it the other way and you've worked very hard. But whenever – you have a very strong focused mind. And so when we have that in our our being, not everybody has a strong focused mind. And you have been focusing on this part of your body negatively and it keeps returning more negativity to you. So now you need to stop. And focus on it differently. You need to bless it and appreciate your wrist. It's working so hard for you. It wants you to be happy, and you haven't been happy for a long, long time. And it's it's like a in a way, our our physiology is like a child. If we keep yelling at it and telling it it's not doing a good job, the child loses its self esteem. It doesn't know how to function well. Um, it, it doesn't know how to show up in its magnificence. And so you need to send a different message to yourself. And your wrist, so that we can have the outcome that you des- you deserve.
6: Um, do you, you know, I've been doing um, the physical therapy. Yeah. Um, but it it really it it has not helped. Yeah. And I'm doing uh, the desensitization. Yeah. Um, and the sensation is is um really uh, weird and irritating, do you think I should keep doing that? Well, here's
0: what I would like for you to do, but I I know you have good doctors. I've looked at them, and they really care about you, and they are working hard to help you, And, and they're thinking outside of the box, too, which I really appreciate. You probably have some sort of fear of medicine in your energy system, in your cells, in your DNA, maybe even from previous experiences, you know, like in terms of a reincarnative perspective. You probably have some old... Thing that happened a long time ago, and so you're terrified about medicine. (laughs) Um, And and so, what I would suggest, but of course, you know, maybe ask your doctors if they agree. I would love for you to take some time out and just spend time being positive. You know, what might be helpful is even using the self affirming affirmation cards that I have, or make your own um, so that you can start to build your self worth. Because that can do a lot to changing one's energy about anything in their life. It's hard to manifest what we want when we don't feel good about ourselves. So I would love for you to take like three weeks and focus on appreciating and valuing all of you before you step into a phase of healing. Because I think you'll have more positive effects if your energy is in a different position. Okay. Did you get that? Oh,
6: wow, I didn't know if you could hear me or whatever. Wow, okay, self-affirming. Yeah. Uh Three weeks, maybe four weeks. <laughs> right, and
0: if you happen to um, get the cards that I made, they're lovely, beautiful cards, but you can always make your own, um, I recommend that people read those cards out loud, all 50 of them, twice a day for a year to shift self-deprecating patterns. And um, the... It takes about six minutes to read them out loud, and they're really quite attractive and interesting and fun. So it's it's an entertaining six minutes twice a day. But I, I think that that's going to help you to attract energy to help your wrist get better. Remember, the wrist is about personal power, and you're feeling powerless. And so we need to have you change your energy so that the wrist can heal.
6: Oh. Um, uh, Marie, so can I take a vacation from the therapy
0: Well, I I think that's a great idea, but I'd love for you to ask your doctor first, you know, just say, hey, would it be okay if I took a break? I mean, I I think it's always good to have their wise wisdom because you just had a procedure done. Um, So ask them or ask your therapist and see what they say. Um, But even if they don't recommend that, at the very least, I would love for you to work on your self-appreciation so we can get it healed. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day.
1: Thanks very much, Kathleen, for calling in to the Marie Manu-Cherry Show. The number here, if you'd like to join us, is 877-825-8828. Again, it's 877-825-8828. Uh, let's uh, maybe check another one right before our next break. We have Sharon now calling in from California. It looks like she had a question about a rash. Mm. Sharon, welcome to the show.
7: What's up? Good morning. Hi, Marie. How are you today? You know, I am so great. How are oh. you? I'm doing pretty great, too. Thank you. <laughs>
0: nice. And and I'm sure California's gorgeous.
7: Yes. I'm up in uh, the mountains, and uh, um, it's spectacular right now.
0: Oh, lovely.
7: Very lovely. nice. So um, what I have going on is mm-hmm. I have a rash on my eyelids, uh-huh. and it started the beginning of May.
0: Yeah.
7: And I did all the usual, you know, changing the makeup and all that right. stuff. And then... Um, You know, checking in the uh, third eye and what am I not seeing? And then it kind of shifted to, oh, what am I seeing? (laughs) So going to more gratitude as opposed to, oh, what am I not, you know, looking here. Um, But it's getting a little bit better, but it's still an issue. left eye more than the other, (gasps) than the right
0: well, and the left eye has a lot to do with about of intuition because it is about receiving. You are working very hard on your third eye.
7: Yes, I am. You
0: really are, and I do think you're having, you know, you're having this physical reaction related to it. Have you ever heard of blepharitis? And of course, I always love it when people go and have their checkups from whoever they have. No, their checkups I haven't. From. So it's it's kind of like an I don't completely understand it. I've had it before actually, uh-huh. but I think it's like a dander, or some sort of irritation that's affecting um, or an over production of oils, something okay. of that nature that's going on. And and what my doctor, eye doctor recommends is to use um, like baby shampoo, Okay. And first thing in the morning, a warm washcloth, just a little bit, and just kind of suds around that area so you can clean it out. Okay. You know, I don't know exactly what's going on with you, but I kept hearing blepharitis while you were chatting. Okay. And what it, what is it called? Um, Bluffaritis is an, it's an inflammation, but I think it's from an overproduction of oil glands or some okay. sort of dandruff. Some irritation has occurred, yeah. And um, and so this may or may not be what's going on. But notice what's really happening. It's an irritation. Yeah. You're having an irritation, and when I'm in your third eye, you have an irritation to your third eye. You like to argue with your intuition. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. And here's what I would recommend. Don't argue with your intuition. You have free will. You get to do what you want. okay. So, but listen to it. You, you know I haven't always been I believe in meditation and when I seriously began meditating in my late 30s, my whole life changed completely you know uh, 360 for the better. Um, but I'm also not I'm someone who does I'm saying also because maybe you don't like to meditate is what I'm picking up on. but it's not my favorite thing to do. My guides and you know the spiritual realm often entice me. With meditation every day, I always listen to what they say, and I would say sixty percent of the time I follow their lead. Forty percent of the time, I go, "Thanks so much for the suggestion, but hey, I'm going to go do something else." So, listen to your intuition, acknowledge it. You still have free will, but when you push it away, you're going to create a lot of irritation for yourself, and it looks like some rash on your eyelids. So, you know, consider the shampoo. If things don't improve, I would um, go see your eye doctor. I always think that's a great idea. How does that sound?
7: What that is? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, I appreciate you not knowing.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I bet we're right. Yeah. But, okay. You know, I'm not a physician, and you know, I, I believe in both worlds. Yeah, you know, I do. Yeah, I, I love the magic of intuition, and I think it can be incredibly helpful, and I think it goes hand in hand with all forms of healing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm also happy to say, hey, let's go see what the person who looks at everybody's eyes every day says. Yeah.
7: You know, I have this other issue that's been pretty chronic is with my teeth. Um, oh. I've just been having some serious dental yeah. issues since last fall, and yesterday I had a amazing root canal done very nicely by a wonderful Yay. doctor. Yay!
0: Love that.
7: Yeah, so... Um, I'm talking, you know, emotional feelings,
0: speaking (laughs) my truth, speaking. So here's what's happening when I look at the whole process of it: is you're avoiding your insight, which you have a very strong. Your intuition is as pushy as your personality. And so that's why you're having this war, which is turning into itis, you know, this inflammation. And and then because you're not listening to your intuition, you're not able to speak from that place. And that's a very powerful, highly conscious place. And your soul is asking you, come on, let's go there. This is what we were meant to do. Why why are you avoiding this? And so then your teeth are having issues too. Okay. Well, right. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day in yep. California. Thanks very much,
1: Sharon. And uh, we uh, have some phone lines open if you'd like to join us on the Marie Manu-Cherry Show. They are, again, open at 877-825-8828. The number again is 877-825-8828. And, of course, we're exploring intuitive health from, of course, uh, help from Marie. And uh, I just add a little two cents from here and there. But, of course, we are getting deep with our subconscious mind as well. So, We'd love you to join us, so we'll be right back with more.
4: in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic, medium, and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and indigo child, Sarah Ellis. They'll help you soar to new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m.
8: On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a non-profit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do
4: For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. You must be your fairy
0: godmother.
5: In the classic fairy tale, Cinderella's dream comes true because the glass slipper fits.
0: It fits.
4: In our
5: world, the right fit can be just as important.
4: Good heavens, child. You can't
8: go in there.
5: Especially when it comes to car seats. Always choose a car seat that's the right fit for your child's age and size. Oh, that does make a difference. To make sure your little pumpkin gets there safely every time. Happy New Year. Thank you. Remember, you're responsible for protecting your children. Their happily ever afters are in your hands. For even more information about choosing the right car seat... Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. This message has been brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
0: Welcome back to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. I noticed we've got three phone calls from Oregon coming up. And what's super fun about that is I'm going to be in Oregon giving a book talk this coming fall. I am going to be at Base; It's a yoga um, studio in Portland. On Friday, November 1st, giving a book talk between 7 and 8.30. And then I'm teaching a workshop the very next day between 1 and 5 on intuitive health. So you can um, go check out OMBASE.org. And register for the class or you can go to my website, energyintuitive.com, go to the events page and and click the link to OmBase. base. I'm super excited to be able to do that. And in a few weeks here in Seattle, I'm teaching classes here in Seattle, which is really fun. I'm so excited to be home for this summer. You're
1: oming for- northward.
0: Yes, I'm oming north- northward. Mm. I love that. So I'm teaching a workshop on mediumship because I really believe that there is no divide between us and other dimensions and that we have every right to connect with people who are no longer living in a body but whose energy is still alive. I really believe that that's our birthright. It helps with decreasing loneliness and and just the sadness of our loved ones being somewhere else. And so I love pe- teaching people the techniques about it in um, workshops and classes because I think it brings peace and comfort to all of us, including those on the other side who love it when their loved ones recognize a, a felt experience that is a message from them. It's, it's It makes them go you know, running through the through the dimensions on cloud nine, so to speak. Right. <laughs> they really love it. So that's coming up actually um, in Seattle. It's Saturday and Sunday, August 3rd and 4th. So, wow, just a couple weeks away. Not far. Yes. So you can go to energyintuitive.com and find out more about that workshop. It's at the Hyatt House in Redmond. I'm looking forward to that. And then I'll be back at one of my favorite venues on August 23rd, Friday, 730 to 9 p.m., giving a talk at East West Bookshop, um, and then teaching a workshop the following day on intuitive health. So, I'll be talking about the other side um, for the evening conversation and then intuitive health on Saturdays. So, um, love East West Bookshop. And if you've decided that you'd like to participate at East West, they fill up their classes very quickly. So, my events there tend to sell out. If you want to participate, I would consider registering for that class as soon as possible. So we're talking about the unconsciousness of your body talking to you. I'm going to give some, before we go back to the phone lines, I'm going to give some uh, hints about certain parts of the body. So typically the heart and the lungs and the breast tissue and women is about grief. Women tend to store their grief in their rib cage. And if they don't express their grief, it then spills out into the organs, the corresponding area in the upper thoracic cavity and the upper back. Men tend to repress Anger in the chest, and so heart disease for men. And men get breast cancer too, by the way. A large percentage of them. Uh, I mean, it's not uncommon to hear about a man mm-hmm. getting breast cancer. They just don't tell people about it. Um,
1: Typical for male, anyway. Yeah,
0: that's true. I'll speak true. for
1: well myself. We just kind of keep it <laughs> just for keep ourself. it to
0: ourselves, yeah, right? I don't know, yeah, I just, we're just
1: not as vocal about it. And- <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and and then, of course, the lungs. So if, if you're a man and you're having those issues or you love someone who's a man who's had those issues, it's about repressed anger. And for women, it's typically about repressed grief. So all you have to do is kind of maybe put your hands in that part of the body, anywhere that feels comfortable in that area for you. And be curious, is there something about anger that I need to look at? Am, am I harboring grief in this part of my body just get curious that's exactly what the body's asking you to do it's asking you to gently move in and ask the question that you're avoiding so that's what we hold typically in the thoracic cavity so who do we have on the phone lines
1: sure we'll travel down to oregon we have kathy calling in and it looks like uh, she's going in for a double mastectomy on Ah, monday so okay hope of course everything goes well and kathy welcome to the marie manu cherry show how are you doing
3: I am doing great now that I get to talk to Marie.
0: <laughs> my sweet, oh, I know. Well, you know, I, I think it's it actually feels really good to me that you're going to have the procedure. I know that sounds oh. weird, but sometimes having certain procedures allows you to get the stagnant energy out so that you can now have fresh energy in the body. You know what I mean?
3: Well, you know, that's. I really did feel that this is a really huge turning point because it is a miracle having that BRCA1. I do have that gene. Right. And going in for the MRI and them picking that up at such a small, small stage right. that it is triple negative yeah. uh, ductal carcinoma, which is, you know, uh, very aggressive. Right. Well, you know that. Right. And, so I get I get chemo and all that stuff. So it's just like so huh. overwhelming what's going on. So
0: so about the chemo part. So you have a small mass, right? Yes. But of course, yes. it's an aggressive form of cancer, and <laughs> and so you're going to have a bilateral mastectomy, which I yes. I think is a, a smart idea. You're going to have new brass eventually, perky <laughs> ones. I asked yes, for yes. There you go. It's always lovely. <laughs> um, I, I've seen the surgery many times actually, and and have been oh. a little bit envious. By the way, <laughs> you know, when I see the reconstruction, I'm like. Huh, that's looking really nice. (laughs) You know, all my girlfriends are the
3: same way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not exactly thrilled about the chemotherapy. Now, now you get to make all your own decisions. You know, you're having a wonderful health care group of people that are following you that want you to have a perfect outcome. But you're having the cancer that's in, in one, it looks like, isolated area removed. So... Is it in your best interest to put strong chemicals in your body? Hello, you Hello,
3: I said it's in the same breast it was before. Mm.
0: so so I can understand that. And ha- did you have chemo before? Yes. Okay. So one of the things that I think is very important. So here, actually, here's what I would ask that you do, because you, <laughs> you haven't had the surgery yet. No. And, and not all physicians do this, but you can work really hard to find out who will in your area, because more and more doctors are doing it. Have the, the tissue sample sent to a lab that will try different chemotherapies on it that are, um, are um, part of the protocol for that type of tumor to see if they work before you put it in your body.
3: Right, well, you know, and what he said was that this type of cancer is very um, it's very uh, sensitive to the chemo
0: yes but but everyone is biochemically unique, everyone is unique and and that's why when we see people take la- large doses of chemotherapy and maybe it works for the person that was too you know, rooms down for them if they were in the hospital, but maybe not for one other person because we're, our emotions create a unique biochemistry in our body. We're very blessed and lucky to have this procedure that's been actually well used in Europe for, for a lot longer before it came to the U S and again, not all doctors utilize it, but I would highly (laughs) recommend that you do it because chemotherapy is a carcinogenic. It's a, it's a toxin that we're putting in the body, and it does leave it at risk for cancer, as you know, because mm-hmm. they make you sign lots of waivers before you put it in your body. Right? <laughs> well, no kidding. Right. So since we have this incredible test, I think, because you've already gone this route before and you've developed cancer again, mm-hmm. I think it would be lovely to reevaluate, is the chemo that, that they want to use for this particular type of cancer, is it going to work? Because if the tests say no... Why put it in your body, and, and why not feel okay that if the ducts are gone from your body, which is what's going to happen when you have your breasts removed, right? You know, what's the chance of you reoccurring or getting another form of breast cancer? It's, it's, so that's what I would suggest. I, I mean, I know that you want to do the very best for yourself and, and all of those things, but I think it might be worth it to take the extra steps to have them take that tissue and have it sent to the appropriate lab and have it tested. You deserve it.
3: Right on. I, yeah I you know and it just made me go huh well if you know like all the others who have this their breasts removed you go in such a small minute to get cancer again because you have a small minute uh, breast tissue no matter what they do but why would I need chemo if you don't even have you know anything
0: much left right well that's because they're just worried about any traces and they and it is an aggressive oh. form and so they they want to be careful but I think if you're going to go that route, let's find out if it works with your tissue and your body's biology. I, I think that's just smart medicine. And it's, I think eventually it's going to be mainstream. That, that's something that physicians will do because they're going to have better outcomes with their patients. And it will right. help us to develop better drugs that maybe will be less harsh on the rest of the body. Um, no so, so if you have the time to do that, I, I think that would be a great idea.
3: Right, I'll contact my um, oncologist. Yeah, Yay. and just you know, and talk with him about it.
6: Yes,
0: later. and and if he's not receptive to it, call another oncologist because there's going to be more than one physician in your area who has already done this for his patients. Okay, okay, sure enough. And we're going to send you beautiful, bright light and, oh. and and happy celebration to your new perky chest.
3: <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. just I, it, I know. It it is. You know, you were talking about. I'm glad I was one of the last ones, just because. I I got to listen to, um, you know, the many other teachers you had on on the radio show, and um, just the idea of stuck grief. Yes. You know, my auntie hasn't even been gone a year yet, so... And then the last time I had cancer is when my double cousin Joe
0: left.
3: Wow! So I, you know, boy, does that sound like stuck grief. So it rings
0: true for you, right? And and so I would right. recommend that you cry whenever that feeling comes up because people who have repressed grief don't like to cry. It's not their favorite thing. It's uncomfortable for them, and and so when the grief comes up, which can happen at any moment. Get, make an opportunity for yourself. Even if you need to, if it's first thing in the morning, you need to step in the shower and cry where nobody can hear you or see you. Fine. Find a place where you're going to let yourself feel safe to let it okay. out. Okay? Sounds good to and me. We're sending you beautiful, beautiful blessings. I can tell you that regardless of what you choose, I feel very good about your recovery. So oh, I just good. want you to know oh, that. Okay? Thank you, Maria. I'm glad I got to. Me cut too. You. Have a gorgeous day.
1: Thanks, Kathy, for calling in to the Marie Manu-Cherry Show. Leaves another line open, 877-825-8828. And uh, in piggybacking to her story about the cancer and all that, actually a story just popped up a couple days ago uh, in Victoria, Texas. I don't know if you heard about this. This is all kind of spinning back on um, getting second opinions, maybe a third opinion. It never hurts. Uh, a Victoria woman actually won a, a fairly large la- uh, lawsuit after being misdiagnosed mm. with terminal cancer. I don't know if you've mm. heard about this. No. Uh, according to the Victoria uh, Advocate, she report fifty uh, four year old uh, her Linda Garcia was <coughs> excuse me was diagnosed with stage four terminal breast cancer in oh nine. Then in two thousand eleven, after many rounds of chemotherapy, she found out that she did not have yeah. it. At I've, all. I've
0: heard it happen a couple of times. Yeah. I, you know, it's well, because nothing's 100%. Exactly. Right? You know, I mean, I, I know our um, modern medicine is doing everything they can to diagnose things yes. as early as possible mm-hmm. and treat them um, in a way that sustains health and well-being. But, yeah, sometimes it happens. It it, it Sometimes it does. Right. That.
1: And so I'm just kind of putting it out there. I know this is a type of show that kind of hits different areas. Right. And we want to be just cautious and curious, and curious in, in our in our own mind while, you know, going through right. those routes and stuff like that just to be – On the lookout. Yeah,
0: I think it's always good to get a second opinion Mm -hmm, for for anything. I think that's wise. Yep.
1: Uh, Maybe one more
0: quickly. I would love that.
1: All right. Let's take Amy calling in from Bellevue, and it looks like she's having some issues with her daughter. Let's uh, quickly get into what she has. Amy, welcome to the Marie Manuterry Show.
0: Hello. How are you guys? We're great. How are you? Good. Um,
3: So I'm calling about my eight year old who is super sensitive. Yeah. And really struggling right now with. Self esteem and finding her place and kind of settling down a little bit.
0: You know what? She just cracks me up because she doesn't act like she's eight. It's like she's fourteen. Yeah. She does. <laughs> don't they
1: all? <laughs> yeah, At that age, she, she's so, yeah.
0: She really is so sensitive. as if she's in junior high and she's I don't believe she is. So uh, you know, she's too young to be in junior high. So so first of all, um, So so when she comes to you with all of her issues and problems, I'm assuming you're listening very deeply. Is that true? Hello? Uh,
1: Say that one more time. Amy?
0: Yes, I am. Yeah, okay. Thanks. So I would lighten it up. Don't take her so seriously. Okay. You know, just, oh, honey, it's fine. Or, you know, just try to find a way to, I mean, of course, I want you to be there as you are, you know, a wonderful, compassionate parent. But she takes it so deeply and you are so concerned that you're meeting her there in that depth. And then yep. it's getting too big. Yes. So if you could take it up and go, oh, honey, you're fine. If, if those kids aren't being nice, go play with somebody else. Just kind of lighten it up because her seriousness and, and her, as you so eloquently put it, her insecurities are attracting some negative kids to her yeah. as well. And and there's a play yard full of them. And it's, it's, it's a perfect age to figure out how to maneuver around the mean kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, before she gets to junior high, because that's yeah. when everyone yeah. gets really mean. Yeah, I, I had rules in my house that no one was allowed to call girls certain names. You know, when they were in junior high, like when I was picking up the carpool, and I could hear them talking about, you know, the, you know, like all the kids were talking about the kids. I go, no one is ever allowed to use those names in my car. Well,
1: back to the old adage: if you don't have anything nice to say, don't yes. have anything to say at all. Yes. So.
0: so the great thing for your daughter is that you can go deep with her. Yeah. But I think you're going to want to use that energy in about a decade. <laughs> Not right now. And will she stabilize though with you know
3: because her dad and I are divorced, and will she stabilize with that relationship?
0: And Yeah, yeah. And again, don't don't take it too seriously. You know, your daughter is like a psychotherapist, you know, she yeah. goes deep. <laughs> and yeah. and reminder she's eight. Yeah. She has two parents who love her who actually even get along fairly yeah. well, which is amazing. Yeah. She's a she's a very lucky little kid, but she's she wants to be an adult tomorrow. And she wants to look at life issues from an adult's perspective, and she's a child. So help her to be that.
3: Okay, so she'll come out the other end of this. Because I, I, you know, yeah, she's eight. I'm like, oh my God, at 16, I cannot <laughs> imagine what this is going to be like. Well, I mean, it'll be better. Nothing.
0: It'll be better if you, right, if it'll be better if you start. Fixing it now and not taking her uh, so seriously. I told one of my kids who's very deep. And of course, I totally enjoy it now that she's in her 20s. But when she was uh, like 10, I I basically made a rule that there was no drama allowed in the house. And of course, that didn't prevent it, but it really reduced it significantly. So find a way. And then, you know, you just kept saying, is she going to come out of this? And I'd love for you to feel that she already has, that there's nothing wrong. She's beautiful and perfect and loved and smart and of course, uh, she's already out of it you know you know what I mean don't hold that energy that there's something yeah. wrong because she's already feeling that and yeah. and she needs to feel something different okay okay all right all right thank you so thank much for you. calling
1: in thanks Amy for calling in to the Marie Manucherry show. I believe that should wrap it up for today and uh, some closing thoughts on yeah. our exploring intuitive health
0: yeah well i I did notice that we had a caller um, about the bladder. And, of course, yeah. we we don't have time to go to the phone lines. And so when you look at the bladder, the gallbladder, um, it's all about frustration. So I would definitely look at what is it that you're frustrated about and find a way to embrace it. Drop down there and listen to the frustrations in case you keep closing them off. And if, if you're not closing them off, then find a way to be at peace with them. Um, that will decrease inflammation in the bladder and the gallbladder and the sinuses, too. That's another area that's widely affected by Frustration. And next week, I'm going to have the pleasure of interviewing the um, filmmakers of The Greater Good. It's a, a movie um, by Kendall Nelson and Leslie Manukin. I hope I said that correctly. It's about vaccinations, and it's a fascinating documentary. I, I had the pleasure of watching it. It's not about not vaccinating our young or anyone. It's about finding the healthiest way to do that. And unfortunately, a lot of our vaccines are combined with mercury and aluminum, which are not good for the body. So it's it's a very fascinating documentary. It's won many, many, many awards. And then there's kind of a little bit of uh, interesting gossip about it because it was scheduled to be at the International Film Festival. festival, And from what I heard, we'll find out from the uh, makers of the movie, is that a large pharmaceutical company paid the festival not to have their film showed. Oh, interesting. Mm. So we'll find out more about yeah. that. Yeah. And of of course, the week after that, because we're going to have some interviews coming up, I'm interviewing Nick Ortner, if I said his name correctly. And he is the author of The Tapping Solution. It's very popular right now. In fact, he was interviewed by Oprah recently. It's a fabulous book. I totally enjoyed it. Until next week, joyful blessings. (laughs) Bye-bye.